Hi, my name is Shay Faliday and I'm a 39-year-old who's single. And you know what I realized? I'm no longer waiting. And maybe you aren't waiting either. I'll explain. So oftentimes, as you mature as a woman, there's a season in which you're a lady in waiting. All of us are kind of familiar with this. You're sort of graduate college and you're expecting a lot of things. Love, marriage, the house, the job, the kids, all of that, it's in your future. And so you're kind of going into the world with all of these expectations and you're operating in those expectations. But then life happens, you know? Well, for me, life happened. And then I realized I was no longer waiting. I found that in terms of thinking of marriage, I was waiting for when it came. But then I found that I had also just moved on with my life. But what does that mean to just move on with your life? It doesn't mean that you're bitter or that you've given up on love. It just means that you're dealing with the circumstances as they are. And you're having real adult conversations with yourself. For instance, fertility. What do I do now? Do I freeze my eggs? Do I consider IVF? Adoption? Do I want to be a foster mom? Do I want to be a mom who gives birth in her mid-40s? Wait, if I do that, then I'm raising a 10-year-old in my 50s? Oh my God. Okay, I'm so not trying to overwhelm you because honestly, I have those conversations with my therapist. But I'm considering that maybe you're my friend and we can have these conversations together about how it's okay to recognize that certain things in your life didn't shape up exactly the way you want to. And trust me, I'm not here to beat you over the head about all the things you're doing wrong. And that's why you haven't attracted a man or that's why you're not married. And oh, I'm also not here to be pushy about online dating. Like that's so not the point of this conversation at all. It's just to talk about the fact that, hey, you recognize your age and in some ways you're no longer waiting and you've had to move forward. You've had to make decisions about your financial future. You've started acquiring property. And also you've thought about what you want your life to look like. If your journey in singlehood is longer than you expected. And really it's also to uncover some mindsets that we've been prisoners to, that we need to let go of. And I'm just here to walk that path with you because actually that's somewhat of what I've had to do. So um, if you figured out that you're no longer waiting or maybe you just are really interested in the thoughts that I have during the day and also the other thoughts that I have to take to my therapist to help me unpack, then join me. Hello, and welcome to No Longer Waiting, the podcast. Again, I'm here to remind you that this is a pleasurable experience. So if you're not already comfortable, get comfortable. Pause the recording, pour yourself a glass of wine, change into those stretchy leggings, and for goodness sake, take off your bra. Sit down, okay? We're going to have a good time because we're here to relate as friends, remember? So this conversation is meant to be like a homeroom. When it comes to anything in life, 
there seems to be a manual, a guide, a what to expect when you're expecting at all stages in life. There's a tutorial when you buy your first home. There's even guides on how to buy your first car. But when it comes to adult life, ah, it just seems like you're just fumbling in the dark, trying to find your way. And especially as a single woman, there's no one who really wants to take a microphone and say, hey, let me speak about my experience. Because being a single woman kind of has its own negative connotations. And so therefore, a lot of people shrink from the spotlight. I too am not trying to be the poster child for the older single woman. Honestly, that's not how I see myself. But I think that it's kind of interesting that in modern society, we've managed to dismantle a lot of negative image about women, or at least we're identifying it. However, when it comes to spinsterhood, or even identities of being the old single cat lady, we haven't really attacked it or dismantled that. Who is that? Does she even really exist? I mean, honestly, we've created new identities like the rich auntie who goes on vacations and buys luxury items for her nieces and nephews and indulges in herself. But I think there's more to her and there's more to us. So I'm using the homeroom example because some of this starts with how we were raised. You know, when we went to school, everyone moved on to the next grade. If you were held back, that was a serious problem. You wanted to get promoted to the next grade and you wanted to graduate and to go to college and to graduate on time. And so there was always a measuring stick that you could judge yourself and your personal success and determine if you were on the right track based off of how you were doing in school. And then school gets eliminated from the conversation or from just how we see ourselves or how we measure ourselves. There's no more graduations. There's You've done it all. You finished high school, college, even gotten that graduate degree. And for the extra special people, you went on and you got your PhD. All right, great. So we, say, we start using the measuring stick in other means. Did we acquire the property? Did we buy the house when everybody else was getting a house? Did we have the kids when everyone was having the kids? And there's been no official notice or announcement. Hey, put away the measuring stick. That whole matriculation thing about whether or not you moved to the next phase in life, that only applies to school. And it's healthy. There's a part that's positive peer pressure about it all. But then it can get really, really toxic and competitive when you apply it to your adult life because everyone's on a very different path. This homeroom is really to have those conversations because... We lost, I think, some of that support system that exists. We know that a lot of things have changed in society. How we work, how we play, who we love, how we worship God, all of that has been redefined. But then when it comes to how we see ourselves or what we want, 
that really, I don't know if we've really taken the time to redefine that. And that has a lot to do with, yes, society and yes, our families and what they want for us, which at the end is for us to be happy and secure. But at the same time, I think there's a part where we have to redefine things for ourselves and take the moment to analyze, am I okay? I'm, you're not single because you can't find love. Oftentimes it's because you've made certain decisions about the love that you do want and how you're willing to express it and receive it. And those standards that you've set for yourself has made it where you are only going to yield when it's right for you. And knowing that and being at peace with that is really important to maintain your personal mental health and establish sanity and also boundaries. So what'd you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts and even ideas on future episodes. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, no longer waiting podcast, and be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. I look forward to having more conversations in our own personal homeroom. And I should admit a few things have changed. One, I'm no longer 39. I've had a birthday and now I'm 40. And I sort of dreaded it, but at the same time, I'm always grateful to be alive. So I'll rack up all the birthdays, no matter what my marital status is. Second, I no longer see that therapist, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. And trust me, I'll get to that. But more importantly, I do want to share with you that I am open to ideas. And there's a few things that I feel like are pretty important particularly isolation, what it means to be single in a pandemic, and then also trying to date and get to know people in a pandemic. Like, when is this panorama ever going to end? If you don't catch the joke, my dear, please get hip to things on Instagram. Also, fertility is uh, truly very important to me right now, um, especially because things change. But for me personally, I started figuring out that like, Whoa, some of the symptoms I were having had nothing to do with my period. It was more perimenopausal, and that made me feel crazy. So if you've got other things that you think are um, important for us to discuss, let me know. Holler at me. I'd love to hear from you. And I also look forward to meeting you. So thanks, and I hope we meet again soon. Bye.